Hi everyone, my name is Steve Tudor and welcome to the Friday Show. Before we begin today, I've got a quick confession to make. Many years ago, I was playing in a trial game for a local under-16 side. For some reason, I was picked up front and after doing precisely nothing for most of the first half, I willingly chased a long ball as a break approached. The ball dropped over my left shoulder and bounced high and my intention was to volley it with my right foot into the top corner. But unfortunately I got into an unholy mess and as the ball dropped my left leg was inexplicably raised. The ball hit my thigh and looped over the keeper from a fair distance. It was a complete fluke. The dads watching all went wild. The manager said it was one of the best goals he'd ever seen. I stayed silent and I was duly picked as a regular striker for the team. I lasted maybe two, three games before the truth dawned that I was absolute garbage. They probably still think I meant the goal though. So why am I sharing this? It's because it's highly pertinent to what we're discussing today. Only swap Aston playing fields with Main Road or the Etihad. Because today we're celebrating and castigating in equal measure some of the finest flops that Manchester City have had to endure in recent years. And let's face it, there's been a good few. As someone said on Twitter, this could be a 10 hour marathon. So furnished have we been with dross, but thankfully our guests today are anything but. Instead, a top draw, a consummate pros. Firstly, let's welcome the Sergio Aguero to my Bob Taylor. It's Howard. How are you today, sir? <laughs> uh, fine. More more Bob Taylor in physique. <laughs> yeah, I'm very Bob Taylor right now. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but a goalkeeper would be... No, a left-back. Choose your worst left-back ever in City's history, and that would be me, I imagine. That's right. my preferred position, so... I was left-back uh, when I was no longer striker, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, can I just say that my unpopular opinion is that Gordon Banks's save against Brazil is it was it in seventy mm. is not as great as everyone says it is, and the reason being that I once did one just as good in Heaton Park, but <laughs> no I, one saw it. Only two people witnessed it. So, so if I could do one a save like that, then <laughs> is I thought it really you were going to say special? the Tony save was better, which it was. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll second guess today. I just I don't understand it, but there you go. <laughs> Our second guest today is the best thing to come out of Luton since Ricky Hill. He's a Fernandinho to my Fernando. It's Leon. How are you, mate? What an intro. I am <laughs> yeah. very well, mate. I'm very well. Well, as well as you can be in uh, in this sort of... This, what, what, what should we call this time? Um, half and half. Yeah. No man's. Yeah. No, no man's, man's land. Basically. Yeah. City in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Mid nineties, yeah, where we're just <laughs> warming up for the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. We should say that the players we're going to be discussing today have all been submitted via Twitter. Howard and Leon have been sent a list of fourteen of them, and it's up to them which player they want to run with, either defending them or highlighting their sheer ineptitude. They can also, of course, add their own. Before we start, though, I have a question for the two of you. From all your years watching the Blues, Leon. Which character trait from a player has most wound you up? Well, I've mentioned it before, uh, so I've got some personal beef. But <laughs> and he and he did score a winner at Leeds when I went to one of my first Leeds away trips. But Jerry Creaney, oh god, yeah. was was not only did he um, did Paul Walsh, my, one of my heroes, from my junior Hatters days. <laughs> Uh, get swapped with him but we used to see him at Curl's nightclub by the uh, M56 by the airport smashed out of his face every weekend 
and the pounds kept piling <laughs> on. Yeah, no, no. Fact, he definitely was. <laughs> Fact, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the sea. Yeah. we were alive. We were just students who thought we were big time going up there on a Saturday after the game. But yeah, he was he was a disgrace. But <laughs> but what's the trait? <laughs> drinking, <laughs> drinking, the drinking, and yeah. being irresponsible, and basically having no pride uh, in that city shirt. But then obviously I was like any football fan, any fickle football fan. I was cheering like mad at uh, Leeds and Newcastle when he did do his um, only two great moments in a City shirt. And he was promptly sold soon after. Well, he's one of those players who's had nearly as many loans as scored goals. Four goals for City, three loans. Um it was more the the manner in which he came, wasn't it? You know, to to swap him with with Paul Walsh was a diabolical decision, and then to to include money into that deal, um, put him on a back foot to begin with, and and you know, as you've just revealed there, he hardly made life easy for himself. So, what about you, Howard? What character trait from a player really pissed you off? Oh, I've got quite a few. <laughs> it's quite cathartic, this really. Isn't it? <laughs> Any player who blazes a ball over the bar for some reason makes me furious. Because in the current day, at least, because it, I don't know, for, for playing, there's two things that our brilliant players can't seem to master. I mean, I'm sure all players at the top level do it all the time, but I just find it amazing how many times we blast the ball. Yeah, we can't hit a ball on target. Yeah. Which I think is not that difficult for players with the skill of well, when their body pushes all wrong when when they're leaning back. Yeah, so oh, leaning back. That yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm linked to that is there also the ability, obviously, that we all know of swinging a corner in yeah. into the danger area, as it's called, that our current players don't do. Uh, I mean, the main trait, and I'd, I'm not I'm not going to name specific players because I don't think it's been that big a problem. It, as a fan, it's always work rate. Right? You know, someone who's on the pitch and clearly doesn't give a damn is poss- is sh- for me the worst trait a footballer can have on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, but to be honest, you know, for the players we'll discuss today, I don't think work rate's the issue. It's just <laughs> not being good enough at playing football or just being at the wrong place at the wrong time. So uh, I do have one ridiculous thing that annoys me during a match. Sergio Aguero's the worst for this. It's when we're winning and just winning and to substitute, someone substituted and they walk off really slowly. Does that count as a trait? Well, yeah. it does, of course, but it surprises me because he's, he's clearly doing it as a tactical thing and, and yeah. you know, opposition do it towards and that pisses us off, so it's just getting yeah. our own back. No, it isn't because it, if, if Sergio Aguero walks off slowly, the referee will definitely add time on I the end. I don't think they do. I think it, it works. will. Whereas if he just pretended to walk off slowly, sped up a bit, then slowed down a bit, just nailed it a bit quicker, then he could waste a bit of time without the referee adding it on. So I just think that I think it's such a, f- a false uh, advantage, you know, a false economy in a way that trying to do that. So, well, we'll have to which be- is probably not what you're looking for when you're asking this question. But no, I think it's a perfect example. But we'll have to agree to disagree. I, I think it does work. I think he saves us a good thirty seconds because they never add it on. And if we do add it on, it's we, we go up in thirty second increments, don't they? And so many times that walk off from Aguero will not be included in that time. I I believe anyway. But 
Well, they, they add it on if it's three or Old Trafford with. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. Well, my one is Wayne Clark, and it was um, something he used to do, which used to royally piss me off. Um, he used to back into defender at any long ball, and back then we used to, you know, hoof a ball fairly regularly. Um, so he'd back into the defender and not jump, um, and basically feign that you know the defender is held him down. Defender would easily jump and clear the ball. He never won ahead of the whole time I saw him, Wayne Clark. Now, one in every ten times, the referee would buy it and give us a free kick in an advanced area. The other nine out of ten times, play would just resume. And it really pissed me off. That was the only trick he had in, in his armory, just to try and win a free kick by not jumping. I mean, challenge for the ball, man. You're a footballer. Um, God, that still pisses me off even to this day. That's years ago. But I've never yeah, revealed that, so I think it's just burnt a hole in me for <laughs> I think any footballer looks for contact in a way, and they all do it, is one of the most annoying traits. Yeah, a lot of it comes onto the ref as well. I mean, yeah. Because you know they'll get away with it, but, you know, they shouldn't. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, their their aim should be to get towards the goal always. Right, so this pod is absolutely loose as it comes. There's no structure to it. Um, It's quite fitting considering the subject matter. It's going to be all over the place. So the one kind of, let's try and start with a little bit of structure by me saying, Leon, when you heard about this pod, you heard about City Flops, who was the first name that came to mind for you? Well, it was... My, my Jerry Creaney issue aside, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was actually three strikers all sit with me because I did kind of, particularly the last one I'm going to mention, I really did rate him. Mm. And I always thought we should buy him. But Joe, Santa Cruz and Boney. Um, Joe, I always heard rumours we bought the wrong player. Uh, there was a rumour that, I don't think there's another Joe per se, but I think he wasn't the guy we were supposed to buy, which I can't believe, but that was always a rumour. But I mean, he still had a career, went to Everton, didn't he? But he was woeful. <laughs> like woeful. I mean, I think I remember one game he played on the wing and what happens is, and they actually said, oh, well, he's played pretty well there, but you know, we paid big money for him at the time. He was on big wages. Um, so I didn't know about him before. But I was actually excited about Santa Cruz because he had an amazing season at Blackburn. Yeah. He looked the part, did everything right, could hold the ball up, score goals. I thought it was exactly what we needed. Um, and it never worked out. And then Boney scored some amazing goals for Swansea. And, you know, whether these players were sort of big fishes in small seas before they came to City. And maybe if they'd have come 10 years early, earlier in, in the in the, in the the bad City days, they may well have performed. But Boney was um, someone I really kind of thought he'd be perfect for us. Yeah. But he was probably the biggest disappointment. So of the last five years, Boney, before that, Santa Cruz, and before that, Joe... We do have a knack of destroying the careers as well, don't we? <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Because yeah. even when he went back to, I think he went to Stoke first, Bowley, didn't he? But yeah. he went back Hello, to Swansea. Yeah. He went back to Swansea. I mean, he was the highest scoring player, I think, in the calendar, because we signed him in the January window, didn't we? Uh, yeah, I think, And he was the highest scoring Premier League player for the calendar year beforehand, I think. And I, at the time, it didn't make excitement, but I thought I could, 
I think with any signing, you try and see the good in it, and you know that it will work, and this is why we've done it. You know, even like Scott Sinclair, I think, oh yeah, it'll be good squad depth, good squad depth getting someone like that. And I think with Bowen, it's like, well, yeah, it's a different type of player that could be really good. But even when he went back to Swansea, I think, you know, I think he was just destroyed him, to be honest. I mean, literally, you know, as soon as he, it was on a downhill slope the whole way as soon as he joined us, which I don't understand. I think that's down to him as much as, you know, once you have one bad spell at a club, it can really knock you for, for good, to be honest. It's absolutely down to him. I mean, he is one of those players who I've got zero sympathy for. Absolutely yeah. zero. He was the, he's the only footballer I have ever seen in my entire life, mid-40s. I've seen a lot of footballers. He's the only one who marked himself. He he marked himself. <laughs> he didn't no defender needs to go near him. He just stood there and marked himself. Um, he made zero effort. Kind of, he, he never ran into the channels, or if he did, it was just in a lumbering, kind of half-arse way. And the ball would just ricochet off him. Just the ball was repelled by him. Um, wherever it hit his body, it was had like a, his school shoes on, didn't he? He really did. He was <laughs> garbage for us, and, and he made perfect sense when we signed him. And um, when we got him, I thought, okay, he, like as Howard said, different kind of forward. Jo- Jovetic wasn't really kind of hitting great heights at the time. We had Jacko. I think Jacko was out of form then, was he? Yeah, so he was soon to go. That's what. That's what City fans always bring up, that we got rid of Dzeko for Boney. It wasn't quite at the same time. It's like Walsh and Creamy. The thing is, Dzeko was going, <laughs> irrelevant of whether Boney came or otherwise. Dzeko only scored about four goals in his last season. Yeah. So yeah. he was going anyway, irrelevant of whether Boney came in or didn't. You know, So I can see why they're linked, but then it wasn't like a straight swap or something. But it does jar that he went one way and then Boney came in. So okay, how I, I, was, I was just doing that blog about Pellegrini's... You know, oh, yeah, best yeah, matches, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, well, Boney!" Yeah, when we we beat Seville double header to qualify in the final of season of Pellegrini, I think. So we won two one with a last minute dead De Bruyne goal, and we won three one in Seville, one of our you know best performances. Mm. Do you remember that at all? And it's like, "Oh, well, Boney scored in that. He's got some great goals." And then I rewatched the goal. And it came out to him, and he actually, you know, it, keeper made a save. It came out to him, and he actually hit it sideways, and it hit the defender and went in. And if you, you did actually notice it at the time, it was such a terrible shot that. that you don't. The naked eye didn't really catch it. Hit the <laughs> defender and then loop into the goal. I thought, oh, <laughs> it wasn't bit of a style, goal. Was it? Eh? It wasn't yeah, it style. might have been. It, it was just. <laughs> <special. laughs> I'm like, better yeah, than Bowley. I'll, I'll give him that. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought he'd side-footed it in nicely. Thought he couldn't even get that right, to be honest. Right, so but even Joe, Joe was like back in the after he left us was back in the Brazil team for. A couple we'll of see years a few of those. Again. There's a few players who are going to come up who you know went on to have decent kind of careers. I mean, you're right in what you say. We did kill a few players certainly, but there's a some unexpected ones who went on to kind of become internationals after and um, yeah. So so we'll get to them. But what I want to know is. Of the three mentioned there by Leon, the one that kind of sticks out for me is Santa Cruz as, you know, not an unfair one. He was undoubtedly a flop for City, but certainly one you can make a defence for, uh, considering his injuries. Would you be one of those people who defend him, Howard? Yeah, if injuries are the reason, then fair enough. But I'd have to check this. Did he not have injuries before he joined us? If he, yeah, yeah, he did. 
Yeah, so, you know, it's one of those, it? it's like the Robbie Fowler thing, it went on, I think Hughes was after him for a while, and by the end, you're like, just get him, and let's see how it goes. Yeah. You know, he just went after and after and after him, and it's like, those ones just never seem to work out, and they get protracted. Yeah, if injuries are the reason, then you've got to have some sympathy, uh, but if we're buying players and pursuing for ages when they've already got a terrible injury record then you kind of lose, you lose, don't lose the sympathy for the player because there's nothing you can do about it, but you lose the sympathy certainly for Hughes or for the club for buying them and for paying that much money for them. Yeah. Uh, but then again, you know, Vincent Company was known as a glass man at Hamburg, I think, and just, you know, and he still would have many injuries, but it turned out all right in the end. So you just, you're taking a gamble with a lot of signings, aren't you? Yeah. Well, for the record, Santa Cruz scored just three times in 20 games. Wow. Uh, he joined for an eye walk in 18 million. Uh, Hughes was just obsessed with getting him, wasn't he? Um, mm. I never really thought we needed him, and it transpired that we didn't. Um, as for Joe, I think his record's pretty poor too. Um, yeah, he he was nineteen million, but just club record at the before. time. Yeah, yeah, because it was the month before the takeover. So yeah, uh, unfortunately, if we'd known what was coming, we could have saved quite a lot of money there. So. Yeah, six goals in forty-one appearances, Joe. And if I ever get abused on WhatsApp groups uh, about City, it's usually Joe comes up. Yeah. You know, he, he. I don't think... The one thing I would say about Joe compared to the other two was that he did really try. He really tried to work hard. He really always had a smile on his face. He looked like he was playing for the team, but he just wasn't up to it. Well, Joe brings us to Mangala because you reminded me of Mangala Leon, when you said Joe went to Everton, I remember um, speaking to an Evertonian mate saying, you know, he's really, really bad. Um, and I had a similar conversation when Mangala went to Everton. I mean, my mate was pretty clued up to how bad he was, but his, his question now was, how bad is he? Uh, to which I said, he is undoubtedly the worst defender in the history of football. Um, he scoffed within a couple of weeks. He was like, yeah, you're right. He's absolute garbage. Um but then you look back at his debut against Chelsea. Oh, my God. He just shackled Costa, didn't he? He bullied Costa. And we, we all thought, oh, my God, what a play we've got here. Um, it just went south so, so quickly, didn't it, Leon? Yeah, I mean, I think I think we have to perhaps step out of football with some of these characters and think that, you know, we've, we've all had knocks in our life and there must be something. We've seen it a lot with wingers, haven't we? I mentioned it quite a few times, going away from City, like... Walcott and Lennon mm. and the winger confidence mentality. But I think if you're playing in a at the top, the top, top level and you have a couple of dodgy games, then your confidence gets shot to pieces. I do remember at the end of a season when we went on a little run, one of the last six, I think, when we were down in third or fourth, he teamed up with company maybe and I think he had a real good little run. But He's purely a confidence player and it just got shot to bits and I don't think he's ever recovered. Because he must have, City aren't stupid. They they must have studied him and yeah. you know, saw he was doing well. But I really think that, you know, mentally, he, he, it must have really, really affected him. Because someone like Stefan Savage... I'm sorry, <laughs> mate. He was, I mean, it was, sorry, we were linked with him for a bit and I was watching him for Porto and he wasn't playing that well. <laughs> it's just like, it's not as if he was banging form for Porto. Not when I was watching, yeah, it was just the Europa League. Yeah. yeah, sorry, you were going to say about Savage. Well, no, I was going to say, no, just back to Mangala. Well, maybe there's a bit of 
someone spotted him and someone went for him. And a bit like if you employ someone in your company and you've seen something in him, then you don't, you kind of, your ego and your stubbornness won't let it go. And therefore you'll back yeah. him and back him and back him. Um, with Savage, he's an example that he's really blossomed into an amazing player, but he had issues. I think it was against Chelsea as well, where he made a mistake at Stamford Bridge. I think I remember it because I was there and he never really recovered from that. But obviously mentally, he probably got the right manager, started playing a decent side and he seems to be recovered. And now he's like a stalwart, isn't he? He's now... Yeah. I, so think I think age plays a part with Savage as well. Just, you know, he kind of grew into himself, didn't he? Whereas, yeah. Yeah, yeah I Mangala. I don't, I, don't, I don't think we gave him enough patience, to be honest. But yeah. I mean, Mangala, obviously we paid too much because there was third party issues, wasn't there? And the the sixth most to... expensive defender in football history at the time. <laughs> yeah, and the second game after Chelsea was that game at Hull where he, I think he conceded a penalty and uh, scored an own goal in the first <laughs> half. We've gone two 0 up. He single-handedly got Hull back into the game, <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully we went on to win four two. But I think just you know two such contrasting games like first two games is ridiculous, and it's like. Who knows, if he just carried on the form of his debut, then, you know, as you say, confidence is everything, really. Well, and in between the two was Nastasic, wasn't it? In between the two yes. of those? I thought he was okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not a fight. I don't know why he was sold, really. It's just, yeah. yeah. But Mangala, I blame for, um, indirectly, for the club never kind of having anything to do with me, personally. Uh, it's entirely Mangala's fault, or rather, it's my fault, or maybe it's the. Come on, Steve, people's. reveal. I love these personal beefs. Right. Well, what happened was, I've never <laughs> revealed this before, but what happened was basically a Liverpool writer, a friend of mine, got in touch and said, uh, he, he ran a general football website, um, and he said, Look, I'm doing a, a piece on where everyone talks about their club and the club's worst ever signing. So uh, it's only 200 words. I can't pay you. Can you just do it as a favour? I was like, yeah, I'll do it tonight as a favour. So he said, whatever you do, don't go for the obvious ones. Don't go for Steve Daly or something like that. So I went for Mangala because he was trash at the time. He was absolutely garbage. So uh, this was, you know, seasoning. And when the fee as well, as much as anything. So I just wrote 200 words on that, sent it off to my mate as a favour. Someone from the club who works in the media department must have been a mate of Mangala's, must have known him you know, got on with him, you know, at the club uh, and really took offence at it and, and really started giving me abuse on Twitter and I fended it off as best I could. Always aware that he worked for the club. I didn't want to, you know, kind of overstep the mark. Um, but then he just wouldn't let it go and it went on for a full year. Any good game Mangala had, I guarantee as soon as that final whistle went, he'd be on at me on Twitter but he was quote tweeting a lot and kind of trying to make me look like an idiot. So, we scored a last-minute winner in the Champions League. I can't remember, who, and but Mangala featured, and I was at the game. I was buzzing my tits off, and we, we came out the ground, and I got to the the car, and I was like really buzzing. Got in the car, turned my phone on, had a look at, and all of a sudden there was all these messages, and it was from him, and he was trying to make me look like an idiot again on Twitter, and um, <laughs> and so I just lost it. I was like, hang on, we're all supposed to be in this together, you know? We've just had this great victory, and his first reaction was to turn on a city writer, so. I basically, I shouldn't have done this, but I then started tweeting to the club saying, are you aware that an employee of yours is, is trolling me? Um, and then he immediately blocked me. And I think he's one of the people who kind of dishes out all the freebies. 
stay. I know, I know, I know. And it's still goes on to this day. They have nothing to do with me, the club, and, and it's that, I believe, anyway. But I think it, did, it didn't help. You know when we get a lot of stick about how much we spent on defenders, like it's more than people have spent on the military in most countries in the world. I think Manglar is the one that they all focus on. So he yeah. sort of double fucked us, really. To be honest, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. I don't, he's not the worst player he's ever played for us. No, he's not. I, don't I think just think that it's, but it's value been... for money wise, he might be the worst player. You know, purchase we've had because of how much he costs. So. Yeah, and we, so we only got rid of him last year, didn't we? Of properly, yeah. and that was a how we put that up on Twitter so that guy can have a go at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, he looked the part, though, didn't he? He was strong and quick. He he looked everything you wanted. Yeah, mm. I don't yeah. think it's it's not the worst. No, we're near the worst player, but one of those where one moment of concentration, which you know, it's always it's central defenders. It's where you can't turn off. You can't have that one bad moment. Sergio Aguero can miss an open goal, and it you know he can make up for it two mm. minutes later. And no, no one remembers that. But central defender, you just have to be switched on, knowing it for ninety minutes because you turn off for two seconds, you've lost someone, you know. Or you misjudge a bouncing ball and everything. You know, you always pay for it. So, I don't, I, you know, I think he played well for long periods of games. He couldn't be just nowhere near consistent enough. Well, let's turn our attention to another um, centre back, although a right back in City's case. And this is a player that me and Howard both agree on. It'll be interesting to see what Leon thinks. Um, and actually, this is a perfect example of a player who then went on to better things. Um, Jerome Botang. Mm. Leon, your thoughts? Well, what an exciting signing he was. Yeah, yeah. In the same summer as David Silver and Yaya as well. Yeah, I remember the photo. Um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think back. I mean, it, he was injured a fair bit, wasn't he, during that season? Yeah, well, the, <laughs> the trolley went over his foot on a plane. <laughs> That's right. I mean, how more City can you get? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was... he was a, That was when City was still City. Um, but... Maybe he took time to settle and didn't suit the lifestyle in Manchester. I mean, I, I could never work out why. My dad seems to pick these players. He goes, I don't rate him, and then just sticks with it. And I'm like, and I was always sticking up for it. Dad, I know he's a great player. I know he's a great player. But it was probably just the, the, the one season problem where it takes a season to settle. I mean, Navas took about four and never worked. But mm. Boateng... Yeah, it's a strange one. That's probably the oddest and the, probably the best player that we've that hasn't worked out. Because like we said earlier, most of their careers have gone. We, we had the sort of Man United curse that they had in the 90s and noughties where whoever left them would struggle, Ronaldo aside. Um, but it seemed that we, we've had that in recent years, but he's the exception to the rule. So it was Mancini who managed him, wasn't it? It was, he's, yeah. I seem to be speaking a lot in hyperbole today and kind of saying he's the only player who did this, but Boateng is undoubtedly the only player I've ever seen who, a professional footballer at least, who was a coward. I mean, that's what wound Ooh. me up the most. He was a coward. He bottled challenges. Um, I don't know, you can put it down to his injuries, I don't know, but he bottled it. And I've saw that happen on numerous occasions. Um, so for I me, mean, I, that's unforgivable. Yeah, we I, played I, him at right back as well, didn't we? Which he wasn't. Uh, he was oh, he certainly back, wasn't. Yeah. But he's one of those players like he—he he must be brilliant because he's just been playing for Bayern Munich for however many years and won everything going. And yet, when I watch him, he doesn't look that special. So it's one of those players where he yeah, seems to have his bad games whenever I 
turn on the Champions League or the Bundesliga or whatever. But yeah, it'd be, uh, it'd be interesting to see whether Mancini had an issue with him mm. early on because that would be we know what a kind of emotional guy he was and kind of stuck to what he believed in and wouldn't shift it. We saw it with other players, and I love him as a manager. But maybe that's my only, without knowing the truth, explanation was that Mancini bought him and never fancied him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's up to you guys. Who do you want to talk about? Oh, so many choices. There are. <laughs> I've got a random one. And, yeah? it's a, and it's a name drop as well, because I'm actually quite good friends with him. So Stefan, <laughs> Stefan, oh, can slaughter, Stefan can slaughter me now. But the most disappointing goalkeeper and we've had lows over the years by the way was David Seaman's season really oh and my god are you discussing this off air with Steve beforehand <laughs> yeah. was no, he, he that no, bad I've spoken to him oh my god Howard he was dis- shocking I think he's a disgraceful <laughs> 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 and I, we've, I've talked about it a couple of times to him and he goes and he's he's embarrassed he just says that that never happened because oh, he just, agrees with you yeah so Michael was so good remember Michael came and was amazing mm. yeah, and yeah. Like, he was 39 when he came I don't think he was that good it's Michael yeah oh I mean I, I thought he was brilliant still but I just for thought, his age yeah he was amazing yeah but yeah, yeah but I was so gutted I didn't know him at the time but I was so gutted for Seaman because I think he came with ponytail as well which made it worse. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that was just a good one. Yeah. I think that made it worse. Yeah. Or maybe so, he cut uh, it off and lost his strength. No, I think he had it. A big Yorkshireman with his big tash. And he just didn't do him so many favours. He had a bright yellow top. And yeah, he struggled. And I think he then quit because he knew that he was done. And it was a mistake. He loved City as a club. But it was a huge mistake. But I didn't bring that in for the name drop. I brought it in because no one ever <laughs> mentions it. And... Uh, He'll be very pleased by that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, you know, we had, we had McManaman, we had Owen Hargreaves, we had Robbie yeah. Fowler, we had all these great players who came for a season or so. But he was one that seems to have get, got forgotten. So that's my little... We did have a weird spell of just signing these kind of legendary keepers way past their best, or, or certainly, you know, in advanced years anyway. And yeah. it was three in a row, wasn't there? And then of those three, I do remember him to be kind of you know, the least consistent, um, followed by James and then Schmeichel. But yeah, I mean, you're right. It's a really good point to make, actually. He is someone who I hadn't really thought of as a flop, um, but probably just because I've written it off as down to his age. And uh, it's interesting that you say that, that he himself considers the move a mistake in hindsight. Yeah, not because of the club. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. because he, he just, he's embarrassed. Yeah. Because it's kind of blotted his, his record, really. Because, you know, a few... Was it Naeem and uh, Ronaldinho aside? He was a solid, decent keeper yeah. for Arsenal and England. Yeah. Well, you've mentioned there uh, the the player, the one that I insist is mentioned today because I fucking hate him so much. Steve McManaman. Yeah. Oh my god! Just, An easy one. I, yeah. I'm, I'm glad he failed now because it makes it easy to slag off his <laughs> exactly attempts at co-commentary. I, I will just put forward the one <laughs> good thing about Steve McManaman is that I have read that Stephen Island and Joe Barton and Shawnee Wright-Phillips, they've all cited him as, you know, a, a big influence on the training ground uh, as they were coming through. That's the one good thing he's done for City. The rest, I mean... How, it, 
Oh, How God. old was he when he got here? Because he was a he was a great player, you know. Yeah. I mean, obviously Real, Real Madrid, Madrid aren't they? Yeah. I know Real Madrid are not gonna, you know, just. But he has one eye on retirement. They don't make too see. many mistakes, do they? Especially when they're signing English players, it tends to be the top ones. Uh, yeah. So he came in two thousand three. So he was already thirty one by then. So. Well, they had the fight. again. It's buying those players in the thirties, isn't it? Like, I don't know. Bosfeld was all right, but you know, just ones that. We always used to get them just as they go in on the downslope. Yeah, we we get them. So well, Real Madrid that summer just had a huge overhaul. They got rid of Makaleli. They got rid of McManaman. There was two others I can't recall now. Two big names. They had a huge overhaul, and Keegan swooped in. I mean, he just basically wanted to reunite the Spice Boys, the Spice Boys, didn't he? With (laughs) David James and Fowler and um, a bloody Spice Boys reunion tour. Jesus. Oh, God. And all he does now is slag us off for a paycheck. And I cannot stand him. I can't stand his voice. I can't stand his face. I can't stand his hair. I can't stand his name. It was one of the last games against Real Madrid. I remember when we got a penalty, he actually shrieked. Disappointed. Yes. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. Did. And then he went, no. He thought it was a dime. He went, no. Yeah. thought Sterling had been... And then he just went oh, quiet. When the replay oh, came so For me, that, that is the one name, you know, because it symbolises as well that time when we were just basically recruiting former good players from, from Anfield. And, and what a winger he was. Can, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the same as another winger we've forgotten as well. I just remembered it. Who was unbelievable at United. Kachelskis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I we got Terry Cook as well, though, I mean, yeah, back in the Terry day. Cook. Yeah, but Terry Cook did well for us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His free kicks were uh, briefly he did, yeah, were amazing. No, but I think you, it goes back to traits though with McManaman and Fowler because I think they were the, you know, they had the lifestyle off the pitch, didn't they? And uh, yeah, I don't know. And I think fucking that, pointing. And that Fowler, you know, how long were we after him? How protracted was that? And by the end, I was like, I was desperate to sign him just because it gone on for so long. I'd grown accustomed to the idea. Yeah, and yeah, signs like him and McManaman really put us back in a way, and and did for Keegan in a way, you know, they they did for him because those signings went badly wrong, and then of course there wasn't a lot of money left after Fowler came, so yeah, those two really great with me. We just the you could the ones you don't need hindsight, you know, they, they looked they looked risky and a bad idea at the time. And if you're talking about trait and work rate and professionalism. I don't think Fowler had a lot of that by the time he came to us. Obviously, he had injuries galore as well, but he didn't look after himself as far as well, I'm well, concerned. Here's, here's another kind of um, player past his peak who we signed, and, and this one saddened me. This was a real favourite player of mine back in the day. Uh, Nigel Clough. He's on my list. Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, undoubtedly he flopped at City. I personally think he had his coaching head on at the time at City. Um, you know, he, he kind of had one eye on retirement. He, he was just plotting his, his kind of managerial path, uh, winding down his career. But it was so sad to see because he was such a, almost a unique player at Forest. I mean, he was almost like that false striker before they became into fashion. A very clever player. Um, but then you could also say that there's so many players at Forest particularly in that latter spell, who failed elsewhere. You know, Cluffy would get the best out of them and then they go elsewhere and just vanish. Um, and he was I, certainly one. So I don't think I saw him pass the ball forwards, actually. No, he time. was gone, wasn't he? He was gone by the time he came to us. He so. made Jeremy Redknapp look world-class. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, that was the one that saddened me. I, I really wanted yeah, him no, to Yeah, no, he was, he was really excited because that was... 
you know, they were the years that were tough to watch. And he was like, a, you thought he'd come in. McMahon had been there, hadn't he? Mm. And you thought he'd come in and really steady the ship. And he didn't. He sunk it. Yeah, the long list of ex-Liverpool players just passing through, yeah. <laughs> so what's your thought on Nigel Cloughenhout? No, the same. I mean, what was it like? Just nothing. There was just nothingness there, yeah. Mm. It's just, uh, it's like one and a half million pounds as well, which, you know, nowadays is nothing, but at the time, you know, it's a fair whack when the team's scrabbling around for players. And yeah, I agree with you. But it was that period, wasn't it? I mean, we could pick everyone in that period. He was at City 96 to 98, so they all came. You know, he made we Steve Lomas look good, didn't he? Well, <laughs> yeah. Lomas was all right. When he well, Lomas worked in the hard, corner. didn't he? Yeah, no, hard. but so many players, yeah, like Brandon was 97, 98, and Creaney was 95 to 98. Right. How and, bad? How was Southampton? And Clough was 96 to 98. Gary Flickcroft, Gary Flickcroft dominated then that side. Yeah, uh, it's just like how a lot bad of bad Jeb, signings. How bad like, everyone's played badly. They're all flopped. Yeah. Well, well, I, no, I mean, it's a serious question though because I don't. I recall him being poor, but when we put this up on Twitter, so many people mentioned his name. Uh, he's on. I think he's on your shortlist as well. I wouldn't have put him in myself. I just see him as a you know just a poor player. I wouldn't have said he was a flop in particular. Am I wrong here? Was he worse than what I remember? I'll let Howard go. I mean, I don't. Rem- I remember him, but I don't remember him being such a huge so, disappointment. Yes, I just see was a, a limited kind of player, really. But I guess yeah. it was three quarters of a million. So that's quite a lot to spend see, on him. See, so, that's yeah. I, I kind of agree with you too. It's like the definition of what's a flop, mm. uh, because everyone was playing badly at that time as it went down. So we we could pick the whole teams in a way. Uh, I don't know how much he cost. Uh, what well, he played forty two times for us. So you know. He, I don't, was remember. I don't remember being, you know, standing out as badly as anyone else. But as I say, you could pick so many players. It's like, why does that one, you know, obviously a lot of people who, who watched it at that time think he was, you know, the worst of the lot. But maybe my memories then. failed me, to be honest. But, yeah, it, it depends how much do they cost, you know, how, you know what are the reasons for... Well, one like of the reasons... Marty Buster Phillips, for example, if if Alan Ball hadn't bigged him up, then he'd just be another player passing through. But yeah. because he said he was going to be the first £10 million player, he then becomes a huge flop when he doesn't perform. Yeah, but, you know, if fair. he kept his mouth... There's so many players that just flitted through, we could name them all, you know. Uh, but maybe because Buster Phillips actually cost a bit of money. But, you know, uh, yeah, the, I think it's the, it's the time as well in City. It's like... It was just one of the lowest parts of our career. Well, I, I think what, history so. to define a kind of a flop. Um, I think the price tag is one thing, certainly. Um, maybe initial promise as well, but also how good they were at the previous club. So if Jed Brannan was just a limited player throughout his career, then you have to put all the blame at the club and say, well, why the hell did you sign him? But he was but, good for Tramir, and yeah, he wasn't seven, good for us. So seven hundred and fifty grand. So yeah, which is a fair backing. But it was like you, Steve. You scored that wonder goal yeah. off your thigh. But Lee Bradbury had an amazing season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we were picked, and he looked like they thought he was the new Shearer. He was strong. Yeah. I think he'd come out of the uh, the army, had he, or the navy? Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. And uh, and he was awful. Macken. Oh, I mean, God. And they're all very similar as well. They're all sort of similar players. Danny Allsop. 
Well, they're similar I mean, in that they scored against us, then we bought them for multi yeah, yeah, for millions <laughs> they, had, of they, had one, they had like Steve had five good minutes. They had they had one good season, and we'd be straight on there. And and that yeah. that hasn't helped us either because people remember that we just used to try and snap up, you know, a player, and it never worked. It's it's really my football manager tactic. Is when you're in the third <laughs> you're in the third division, you you go to the stats page, see who the top scorer is in the division, and then try and buy him. And yeah, just it might be crew a crew players. Scored 18 goals in the first half of the season. Think, right, I'll buy him. And that's, you know, Mack has scored from the halfway line against us at Deepdale. So, we, you know, and at <laughs> least at least he got that last minute winner at Spurs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, he he had did a something, moment, but he? Yeah. He we had a moment, at least. It was like American foreign policy, wasn't it? We were just... <laughs> yeah, Bob Taylor. Peter Beagree, by the way. Wembley. Peter Beagree was another one yeah. that was no. disappointing. He was, no. Howard. He was... I'm not he, having that. He never did it for us. He was so good at Everton. In that one season, though, he can be forgiven for the B Green, Summerbee, and, and the Walsh and Rosler kind of year. Yeah. That one season, you know, 4 4 2, two flying wingers. But he yeah. had much more talent than Buzzer on Summerbee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He didn't, but Summerbee was better for us that season. I don't remember him being that big a flop, B Green, but he definitely had it more. Yeah. He was an exciting player. So maybe I've just, because of that, I. I mean, he, he was good for a summer soul. Games. He was good for a he summer soul. He scored, but he didn't score much for us. So okay, I didn't, well, see, it. I didn't see it too often. If we're talking about wingers who, who kind of divide, uh, perhaps the ultimate is the more modern version, which is Scott Sinclair. Um, undoubtedly a, a kind of a failure at City, if you want to define it as, you know, impact. But was he a flop or not, Howard? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, but was uh, he given a chance? Uh, no, for me, he did. For him, he wasn't. Him and Rod were never given a chance. Mm. For me, yeah. So, so you think he would have been? He was just a. He was a desperation buy because English. and people, you know, rival fans will laugh, scoff at this. We didn't want to fail financial fair play after winning the league. Or, yeah. yeah, I think he was a bargain basement buy because we didn't. There wasn't the money to buy like an eighty million pound player in two thousand and twelve. So, and again, it made sense. The signing made sense. To me, yeah. anyway. Did it? I, don't, I, did, I was did excited get... about Rodwell because I put them two, both of them together. Really mm. exciting yeah. young English players. Maybe, yeah. If we played them more, they would have been better. So, it's thirteen games or whatever enough to say that you know he wasn't good enough. I think he was scared Probably as well. Not. He was scared to kind of perform. He didn't really fit into our system very well. Uh, you know, at Swansea, he was encouraged to just attack the fullback. He, f- he had the propensity to come inside every time he got the ball with City. He was come inside, play it safe. I'm a little bit scared of Mancini, or, or at least kind of scared to kind of, you know, not impress the manager. Um, by doing so, he probably didn't impress the manager. Uh, what surprised me is he's still playing now at Preston, and he's only 31. Wow. So we've destroyed another player. Well, he was brilliant at Celtic, let's not forget. He was really good at Celtic. Yeah, yeah but, yeah, you know, most weeks. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd bag a couple. <laughs> Maybe oh. not, man. You see, you think I'm controversial. God. <laughs> Right. No, I mean, obviously Celtic are far ahead of the, you know, most weeks in the league. It's quite easy for them, is it not? So, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it's that bad a league, but we are so far ahead of the competition, especially after what happened to, you know, Rangers. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, but, God, if you're going to say that players are success at the SBL, then, you know, you've got to factor in that 
four times a year against Ross County. You know, I mean, it's, it is mm. a different level there. But okay, so here's another one around that time of Scott Sinclair. Um, might have even been the same summer. I can't remember, but Fernando. Mm, I don't think that is near the top of the flops, really. Not for me. No? It's I one of those DMs that, yeah, you know, it's obviously no Fernandino. It hasn't made a huge success, but played enough games and did put in all right performances, really. Yeah, not a huge failure, not a success, really. Well, I'm glad we've got one we're defending anyway. um, Then I'll defend him. Right then, I'm going to chuck another one out. Yeah, and I don't think you're going to defend him, Howard, but let's see where you fall on this. And I don't know how you feel about me, Leon. Nalita. Ah. (laughs) Well, I just wanted to slag him off because he slagged off Manchester. Right, okay. For me, he's right at the top of the list. So he's a flop of a man, is what you're saying. (laughs) Well, oh yeah, it was great though that they started off brilliantly and then they faded badly. Yeah, he had two problems. Yeah, he was a utter wuss. He couldn't stand it when it went under seventy degrees. Sorry for using Fahrenheit again. I apologise. <laughs> when it went under twenty degrees, he just couldn't even play football. He was just like, you know, he said it was like living in a cave didn't see his daughter or whatever. Yeah, mm. uh, fair. Not, not won't be the first or last to uh, to slack off the Manchester climate, but you know. He's playing football, just get on with it. <laughs> it's like, but he just had this unbelievable tendency to want to headbutt other players. It's like, <laughs> I know he got set, he got sent off once for it, did did he not? And yeah. he got away with one. It might have been at Bournemouth or somewhere where we went on to win 4 0. And if it, the referee had spotted it, it was an important three, three points as well. It's just, yeah, he, he wasn't a flop football wise. I thought he did all right at first before not being picked much, but. Just his attitude, I think, was pretty much a disgrace, really. And yeah, it's a shame because we could have got a lot more out of him. Uh, it looked like quite a canny buy at the time, really does. But yeah, it fell away very quickly. Yeah. Right. Uh, we're kind of run- we're, honest to God, we're actually running out of flops. It. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> well, I was going to put uh, Karadi in because. He was literally a few months he was back on loan, was he not, in Italy? Yeah. And, and he'd well, it's been a bad signing more than a flop, if, if that makes sense. For he me. was one of his friends, wasn't he? Karadi, Bianchi. Yeah. Could blame the club, I think, rather than the player on that one. But, no, he but he, he'd scored in Serie A before he came to us, so. Mm. I've got a couple of fullbacks for you, boys. Mycon. Yeah. And Wayne Bridge. Wayne Bridge, undoubtedly a flop for, for us. Um, I interviewed him couple of years ago I may have said this recently on the pod um, he said uh, just before we start you should know that I don't follow football and he he was a footballer <laughs> and it was really weird and uh, he said I just love snowboarding so it's like fair enough but I think that actually really came through at City he'd lost all interest in the most one foot again with hyperbole but the most one footed football I've ever seen yeah he was a couple of good seasons at Fulham got the big move to Chelsea they had a great side at the time, so we kind of fitted in and then couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, Bridge is this. It's yes. highlight was yeah. not shaking John Terry's hand. Before, that was amazing. Before we won 4 2. For that moment. Yeah, before we won, yeah, I think we won 4 2 at Stamford Bridge or something. Yeah. Yes. What a game. Tevez and Bellamy yeah. were on fire. Yeah. That, that game was, you know, non City fans, non football fans tuned in, supported City. How often does that happen? <laughs> and we had that amazing white kit as well. Yeah. Oh, I love that kit. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, Mike on, 
Oh, I don't know. I don't know if he was did enough to even justify being a flop. He, he was certainly disappointing, but then again, did we need to sign him at the time? We had two decent right backs. It was a, an odd signing. Another one. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a backup one to you. That's one of my most disappointing ones because I knew what he could have been. Yes. Or what yeah. he had been. So. I think I think Bale roasted him, didn't he, Joe, in, in the transfer oh, uh, yeah. Champions League, yeah. And he's kind of I don't I wouldn't say his decline started that night, but maybe it was a sign of things to come there. So uh, yeah, it disappointed me that because he would you know be one of the players of, in European football that I'd love to, you know, an explosive fullback you just love to watch, don't you? Yeah. And it's just sad when you see, you know, like George Weyer, it's sad when you see a player Wayer, who's not yeah. It's not like never meet your heroes, never sign your heroes when they're like at the end of the career. <laughs> when basically. they're like 45. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> We'd be here for Roger Miller, a... wouldn't we, now, if we get a chance? <laughs> yeah. Oh, talking to Roger Miller, um, he joined a friend of mine's writing about the 1994 World Cup and um, he's interviewed loads of players and stuff. And Roger Miller uh, joined Twitter this week. So he had, at that time, he had about 50 followers. So um, I sent my mate a DM. I said, very quickly follow him and send him a DM and try and get an interview with him. So he did. Uh, and then he's just got in touch a couple of days ago and goes, I'm not sure it is actually Roger Miller. <laughs> 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 I've no idea if it is or not, but it would be hilarious if it's not. The blokes agreed to do an interview, so it would be brilliant yeah. if it's not actually him. <laughs> There's a centre forward oh, yeah. we've forgotten as well. Sorry, Howard, go on. No, yeah, well, centre forward. I think it's Bianchi, wasn't it, that went, was on loan within about four months of arriving at the club. Uh, I think Karadi lasted a good season before we got an half yeah, before Karadi we got tried, but he was injured. But I was thinking about, and I, I saw his first game, and he scored with his almost first touch in the Old Trafford. And it was the Munich uh, air disaster game mm. uh, where we were the scarves. Benjani. Yeah. Yeah. Another Portsmouth but, player who was on that, fire. I, mean, I, I love him for his celebration Redknapp. in Vinnie Company's testimonial when he scored. Yeah. Yeah, Redknapp but... was desperate to get rid of him, which should have told you. Every, I mean, maybe yes. yeah. maybe there was a nice little commission for him, allegedly. And that was the reason. <laughs> but, That's not going to make it in. <laughs> I said allegedly. No, I was, you, know. you can't just say anything and then follow it with allegedly. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. It's staying in. Okay, okay. well, read Broken Dreams by Tom Boyer or Bow or whatever and... Uh, read the chapter on Harry Redknapp if you're unsure what I'm talking about here. So. <laughs> I'm not sticking up Harry Redknapp. I can't stand the fellow. But. No, but he wanted to get rid of him. Uh, and even that goal in the dive, but let's be honest, he completely missed it. He went off his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> so, he stayed tuned you know, it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, don't let that become a bit. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. They all count. Right, another striker, Veloso. Oh, yeah. Well, if Vegan. you can't even get on the pitch, then that is pretty damning, isn't it? Yeah. But well, again, he, he was one who, who excelled elsewhere. He had a great career in Mexico. He, he became a Mexican international, played like 12, 13 times for them. Um, I, I don't know what went on there. It must. My interpretation was it was something off the pitch rather than on. That, yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying, however bad a player might be, to not even get on as a sub... In like the League Cup game, you know, something yeah. is wrong there when. But he mustn't have settled. get two know, minutes or something. He yeah. must have arrived here and just thought, you know, and just said to the to the manager, "No, I don't like it." Here. I don't like yeah. Joey Barton <laughs> yeah. bullying me in the changing room. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who can blame him? Yeah. Um, 
And sticking with strikers, I just want to point out that Bob Taylor scored five goals in 12 appearances, which is nearly a one in two strike rate. That's up there with the best. That's all yeah. I'm saying. He's no flop. <laughs> He's no flop. No if, way. if you say so, yeah. It was more his ungainly demeanour, wasn't it? Cumbersome. And, and just the era we were in as well. Um, right. I just want to take you back now to Steve Daly. Um, much trodden path, I know. But... Um, I just think it's so unfair that he became this talismanic flop, if you like, just this the epitome of, of floppedom. Um He just wasn't the player for City, was he? He just wasn't kind of, you know, and Swales and Allison blame each other and, and there's talk that, you know, the price was actually bumped up because City wanted to make a statement signing. Uh, none of it seems Daly's fault and he seemed to be a willing runner and he just wasn't the player that he was signed. Yeah, I agree with that. To be honest, I mean, it obviously it's before my time, so yeah. Uh, but part of uh, obviously a disastrous managerial, you know, homecoming, and yeah, it, it just in a way that there often is a scapegoat that, that someone, you know, when it's such a big transfer fee, yeah, uh, it's understandable that that he's the one that gets the uh, the attention, but yeah, can't re- shouldn't really put it all on that one person. No, and it killed his career, it killed his reputation. I just thought it was very unfair. What the hell is happening with Leon right now? Sorry, I just, I just no, sorry. it's just uh, I've had an arrival for the weekend. Right, there's a, there's a few pets involved. So, I, I can hear the cat. <laughs> yeah, this lovely kitten. I haven't met this kitten before. It's just arrived, Tommy. Um, so sorry, and the dog's here. Sorry, that for noise. A dog, what kind of dog is yeah. it? Oh, I'm Marana. Tapping, tapping away. <laughs> and the kitten's in. So sorry, I didn't, I didn't um, get my timing slightly wrong. Sorry, that's not at all. I love a dog, right? Is there any others to mention? Because like Steve Daly was kind of to end on the ultimate example, if you like, but there's still a fair few you haven't mentioned. Is any any names you want to throw out? Well, we sort of brushed past Konjelskis, which I was surprised about, because mm. he was a real disappointment, wasn't he? He was, um, yeah. We, kind of, we went through that spell, didn't we? Ex-United kind of wingers. Um, you know, he was so reliant on his pace and kind of, and the way, you know, he played at United kind of suited him perfectly. So... He wasn't really one of those signings I was overly excited by, and, and he never right. really excited me. Is how I personally describe him. How would? I don't remember being appalling, but you know, just think of how explosive he was for United. Then, yeah. yeah, it was quite the come down to you know, for by the time he. But you know, he wouldn't have been at us, would he, if he was at the level of playing you know, as he was at United? So yeah, it's one of those things. You know what you're getting in a way. So. You're just hoping that he makes a bit of a difference. But yeah, one underwhelming rather than flop yeah. for me. Yeah. And Owen Hargreaves, the same, really, another well, United legend. But he was injured, to be fair to him. Yeah, because a, a few people mentioned on Twitter, you yourself brought him up, and, and um, he just never really played. He was just, we knew he was always injured when we signed him, and he was always injured when he signed. So it, it's in that regard, he kind of just stayed true to himself. Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, guys, where um, do you stand on someone like Didi Herman then? Who can? Oh, oh no. probably chain smoked his way through. Yeah, <laughs> he was a disappointment in the fact that so many of these players we've mentioned, you know, that, that their legs have gone, but we bought them late. You know, like Kanchaskis yeah. is a perfect example of that. Herman really, 
he was a stroller to begin with, wasn't he? Even in his early 20s, he just sat deep, strolled around. So he could have done more. Um, that was a disappointment for me. Yeah, yeah I mean, I thought he was I thought he, he was pretty solid and I think that wasn't a bad time for us, but I, w- I wouldn't put him in the flop list. No, no, no. Okay. Right, guys, I reckon it's time to wrap it up because... Um, Leon's yeah. got a zoom going on in the background by <laughs> sorry. sorry. Life on the <laughs> so, giraffe enclosure. So this is a pet pod. It's the lockdown lockdown pets pod. <laughs> uh, I, I had it myself. I interviewed a player two days ago and my cat wouldn't leave me alone. I when I came to do the transcribing just heard it every other sentence. So, yeah, God bless I'm him. jealous because I've wanted a dog since so about five years old. So, uh, yeah, Why don't you get a dog? Eh? Why don't you get a dog? Get one then, Howard. <laughs> I, I don't, think I'm a, don't think you're allowed them in the, the flats. Oh, you're not? Bit, but it's, it's an undertaking, isn't it? I am thinking of taking the risk anyway, but it's a big undertaking. Yeah, I if I go away, you know, if I go away for a weekend or whatever. I think with the travelling the next year or so, I think, you know, it'd be a good idea. Yeah. yeah, we'll be going anywhere in the next year. No, yeah, so, so we'll probably going anywhere, so we might as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> might be the right time to do it, to be honest. So. Right, on, on that kind of um, canine note, <laughs> uh, let's wrap it up. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, Leah. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the uh, kind of negative, positive podcast. Yeah, therapeutic. It was just... <laughs> Cathartic, remember, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to remember where we come from and where we are now. And thank you very much, Howard. Yeah, a pleasure, and apologies to listeners if we've mi- missed out about 7,000 plays. I'm sure we'll get abused. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. we do have other things to do today. So we've we, flopped. We to, That's what we are. We're we flops. Just, pick, just yeah. pick the ones who first came into our mind. Yeah. So. so, and thank you most of all for listening, everyone. Um, have a lovely weekend. Stay safe, stay well, and forever up the blues. <laughs>